a Radio 191 FM podcast. It is time for... Time for Art is Real with Chloe and Jim. Yes, yes, Chloe is here. Can't even say your name. Hello. Chloe's here. It's time for Art is Real. Uh, Morena. No, back to Art isn't real. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. I get confused. Me too. I get confused. Getting old. That's when Andy happens. comes back, she can be Art is Real again. That's right. And I can't wait for that day. <laughs> I just realised I can't swear on the radio at you, so yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there not any words that aren't swear words that can convey? Mm, it's too early in the morning to yeah, be that smart. Yeah. That's, that's what swear words are for. That's right, for making you sound smart. Making you not have to think. <laughs> anyway, Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. Yes, Jim. Um, yeah, it's time for Art Isn't Real, or is it? We've definitely established that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, now tell us, what, what what's going on in the arts world? Because well, we, we haven't talked for a while, so I imagine there's been lots. Yeah, everyone's been sick. Um, I went to lots of shows this week because there's lots of new shows on, and I'm going on my way back from here back to the Hocken via Special Collections in the Central Library at the University of Otago to see their exhibition that's closing on Friday. So you should definitely head up to Special Collections before Friday. I saw lots of people on my way here already in the library that might be listening that could just pop over and have a look, walk past the large Colin McCann mural. That's Mm. a wonderful piece of history. Um, And check out what's going on in there. And um, if you want to go slightly further afield, AKA over the road, you could go to the Otago Museum, which I'm staring at through the window right now. Yes. And see, dare to be wise. An exhibition celebrating 150 years at the University of Otago, of the University of Otago. Yes, yes. Um, curated by an academic at the university called Nancy Longnecker. And I went on... Nancy's been on the show. She's great. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, it was interesting. I found it quite um, sort of interesting because I didn't go to the university, so I don't know some of the classic things that happen around here like the stories of the halls of residence and all that kind of stuff but the um the one thing i found really a bit crazy but interesting was um you sort of walk in and you get your introduction to the show which tells you know who was the first woman and who was the first maori person to go to the university who was sir peter buck by the way mm-hmm. and um then you've got like you're immediately next to that introduction a whole display of how um, some pioneering plastic surgeons reconstructed the faces of soldiers that had had their faces blown off and couldn't even sleep with their eyes closed because their eyelids had been burned off and lots of wax um, sort of plastic surgery experiments and drawings of like ribs across people's faces and on their jaws and it was really graphic. (laughs) That's part of the history. uh, Well I thought that it was a pretty interesting display and I was standing there for a long time really enthralled which is a classic kind of the museum display gets you because it's well designed and means well and and has the right information for you to be really drawn into anything even if it is ribs as jaws and really graphic images of people with half of a face and so on but the rest of the exhibition didn't really live up to that kind of moment of like horror and um 
curiosity and it sort of it sort of like went to the Dunedin study which is really interesting and went to mm. the, you know flatting and the halls of residence and sports and archaeology and and um, daycares at the university and so on and and law and everything but I wanted to see more stories about students like say Wallace Chapman he was on Radio 1 for years and as a student of the University of Otago and there's a whole bunch of other characters like Grant Robertson, finance minister, there's a there's so many amazing students that have come through the university that it would be really great to see their stories but you could read the history of the university by Ali Clark who's a Hogan yeah. staff member yeah. to find those things out. Well you know the students aren't the important thing about university don't you know that? Oh right. And if you want what to show like, I mean they should show like um you know because it's quite you said that Things that live up to the horror, well, one, the horror, or... or, or so it's like the curiosity. Yeah, the, yeah, the curiosity. Fascination. They should have had, like, a segment of redundancies, like the... The, you know, <laughs> the SSR. Staff protests. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, and, and a section for, um, you know, students' riots in Yes, the a little bit of civil disobedience would have gone a long way in well, that show, definitely. I mean, the thing is, you've got to celebrate the history of the university, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just look at the, the glossy and the nice. Yes, and that's what it was doing, for yeah. sure. Except for the plastic surgery section, which was like not glossy, yeah, yeah, not yeah, nice, yeah. but really amazing. That's yeah, yeah, but that's what you want to see. But you have to show everything. The warts and all, warts and all, would be nice. I think I think you're right. I think the warts the warts were missing, and in fact the all was missing because it just wasn't this. It was sort of like highlights. But you know you've got this one space. You can't do everything. You can't make everybody happy. And I understand that from being in the industry and in the sector myself. You can't make a show about 150 years of the first university in New Zealand, the biggest institution that spread across the country um, with millions of students going through. But yeah, I, I did lament that sort of missing element of storytelling and, yeah. and that a narrative thread. But the rest of it was really fascinating. Um, there was uh, some story about some caves that archaeologists were looking at in France from World War One. Um, and I think you should still go and see it. And it's, oh, definitely. It's definitely worth um, celebrating this with this year. You know, after Queen's birthday weekend with the 150th celebrations and so on, the parade and everything. I reckon just get on the bandwagon and go see the show. And yeah. Well, that's that's nice. <laughs> Everyone go and see that show. Um, dare to be wise. Yeah. People. Well, you know, it's it's a, it's a big dare that one. I take truth on that. <laughs> Well, I think it's quite smart to make that the exhibition title. I think that's really good. Mm. Yeah, and it's a nice um, exhibition. Someone poster. should do an anti-exhibition. Well, another exhibition that's just the bad stuff. The bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Maybe Radio 1 could kind of put together like all of the bad stuff they've ever covered at the university. Yeah. It'd be a big show, wouldn't it? It'd be a huge show. <laughs> a pavilion. Yeah, yeah. It'd take about 150 years just to get through it. How long has Radio 1 been on the air for? 84. Since '84, so there's definitely opportunity to put something together for mm, sure. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, 30, 34 years. I wouldn't even presume to calculate that at eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, well 30, done. Thirty-four, um, or, or thirty-five, depending on its exact birthday. Yes, and, and funnily enough, Blue Oyster is turning twenty in June, wow. which is this year, this month. So that's twenty years of another. What can Blue Oyster do this year that it couldn't do the year before? What do you, what can you do when you turn twenty? Oh, I don't even know it's what been the anniversary the is. for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think they're just gonna celebrate 
and with some party. Yeah. Which would be great. Oh, yeah. Jamie's not coming back, is he? <laughs> oh, you mean you? <laughs> no, Jamie Hanton is a director of the physics room. I think everyone's invited to come back. Oh, yeah. Great, great. Oh, there's a bit of Jamie rivalry there. No. No, no. <laughs> No, he's great. You just showed your cards there, Jamie Green. <laughs> oh, no, he knows now. He knows. <laughs> no, that's not at all. I was just, just being cheeky. Uh, anything else happening in the art um, world? I know there's a zine fest coming up. I don't yes, know at Laurel Projects, which oh. is the lovely new artist run space down by Wolf of the Door upstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a really interesting program, and they, they kind of do whatever they want, which is really cool, which is what an artist run space should be doing. And zine fest, is it this weekend? Or next weekend, I cannot remember. But if you go to Laurel Projects on Facebook, you will find out. And I also went to the Dunedin Public Art Gallery to see their new shows. And there is a lovely show as you come up the stairs um, about um, an archaeologist, a colonial archaeologist. Oh no, he's probably post-colonial archaeologist. Peter Coots in the 60s and 70s collected all of these, all of this organic material like shells and so on from middens around um, Fiordland and Southland Mm -hmm. and the collections have been sitting it's just enormous this pile of um, stuff that he kind of pulled out of the ground um, at the Southland Museum and Art Gallery Otago Museum and so on and Alex Monteith who has been doing a residency at the um, Dunedin Public Art Gallery has brought together all of the material and all of the institutions and all of the um, groups that are interested in it like Mana Whenua as well as all of the museums, professionals and is working with everybody to catalogue it in a way that is um, sort of appropriate and inclusive to all of the interested parties in this material rather than it just kind of sitting in a cupboard with people not knowing what to do. This artist has put together, brought together all these organisations and if you go up the stairs of the DPAG, the Dunedin Public Art Gallery and into the space directly opposite the stairs, um, there's a fantastic suite of films and then a window and you can watch people cataloguing the material. Oh, wow. In real time. Wow, I have talked about this stuff on the show before. Um, and it's great to see that some of the stuff from Southland, Art, uh, Southland Museum is getting used as, of yeah. course, it's closed. Yes, it um, is closed. There's some kind of crazy stuff going on down in Southland, yeah, and hopefully they'll regain their former glory or a new kind of glory when they can fix their building and get back on the bandwagon. The pyramid, I, I don't man. think that maybe, um, is it Sir Tim Shadbolt now? That he <laughs> is super culture friendly, isn't he? I'm not sure. I think that. But he's he's, he's a poet, a performer, and a stoner. Sure, <laughs> surely, especially as the stoner part of that. He loves museums. Yeah, I think that maybe there's like quite it's quite common, especially in Taranaki, where um, the Gobbit Brewster, when they had a refurb in, in Museum of Hawke's Bay and Napier and so on, that the council really does ask the hard questions about these institutions and really oh. forces them to think twice about all of the money that they want. Got to the fix buildings. the potholes, eh? Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Um, just before we go, I just had a question in my mind, because you did mention Colin McCann yes. earlier. Yeah. Um, a big piece, and uh, he's a celebrated he is. Um, yes. son. It's, uh, you know, and like any good artist, a dropout. Uh, <laughs> and a drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He's turning 100 on the 1st of August this wow. year. Wow, wow, really? Yeah. No, what I was thinking about him, he's very celebrated, and everybody loves Colin, you mm. know, you, you think Dunedin, you think Colin, you think Francis, you think a few others. Yeah. Um, and, and the same goes for music. Um, you know, when people uh, in other places think they think of the old fine nun bands. Mm. Now, younger bands in, in Dunedin don't, really, you know, some of them not don't really like that. They, mm. they see these old legacy bands get a little bit too much mm. prep when there's all this amazing talent that's happening in the mm. city right now. Why don't they get their time to shine? Why is all this attention going to them all the time? Um, is, is that the same kind of feeling in the art world? Um, well, Colin McCann is not 100 and alive. He well, died in 1987. Yeah. Frances Hodgkins, who you mentioned oh, yeah. before, she turned, well, well, turned 150 couple. this year, so same yes. age as the university. Yes, that's right. And, um, and yeah, I think they do get a lot of attention, but I think their artists, for example, the artists that apply and the artists that receive the Frances Hodgkins Fellowship every year, they really enjoy these legacies and drawing on these histories. And the Auckland Art Gallery have just opened a Francis Hodgkins exhibition, like a big survey show, and then next year the Hocken and the um, Dunedin Public Art Gallery I think are looking at a Colin McCann show. There's going to be a Ralph Hortley show um, mm. at Christchurch Art Gallery and Dunedin Public Art Gallery next year. He would um, he died in, um, I think, 2011. And Wasn't that long ago, no. Yeah, so, and also Bill Colbert just passed away. Mm. Um, who did Pathway to the Sea, Moana with Hotori. And um, these artists are very much alive in artists' minds. Um, the McCann Trust that um, has a residency as well up in the Waitakere Ranges where he had this house um, in the bush, uh, they do three monthly residency, so that lots of artists go through that residency. But And some of them do get a little bit fatigued by the idea of like constantly referencing an old white male artist when mm. that time like you say there is a new age mm. of diversity and other voices and views and multiplicities um, but the centennial of Macan that is to be celebrated this year later in the year and next year is more about celebrating the advent of modern art in Aotearoa yeah. and that change from what maybe Frances Hodgkins was doing in her early career and then you know she shifted to modernism McCann was laughed at ridiculed yeah. in 1939 when he started producing like those quite out there paintings that we know so well um, people laughed him out of galleries wouldn't buy his work there was boycotts from galleries and then it was people like Charles Brash um, famous poet who set up the Francis Hodgkins Fellowship here and was a librarian at the Hocken. He sort of championed, and um, John Castleberg um, championed McCann for changing the way that we see art and make art. And I suppose that re references art being real and not real because there are a lot of, you know, bands like you say doing interesting new things, and there's artists doing a lot of interesting things like Alex Monteith cataloguing work from Southland, um, archaeological work, they're probably not going to be celebrated for another hundred years and that's just the way that our society works, unfortunately. And it's up to all the young people listening and the old people like Des to <laughs> <laughs> to try and change mm. that and try and be welcoming to new ideas because mm. that's how we're going to survive yeah. the impending apocalypse that is climate change. We need 30 years, new ideas in 30 years. 30 years. When all of these young people at the university are 50 and they're being called whatever the future version of the boomer is. 
<laughs> by their kids. Oh, we have to remember this time where we needed to embrace change and difference and diversity and everything to that's, survive. That's marvellous. Art is real. Art is real. <laughs> but it isn't on this show. <laughs> no. Hey, um, thank you. And um, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, and everybody go along to the 150th thing. And <laughs> the thing, the exhibition. Exhibition at the Otago Museum. Just well. go to the museum anyway. And go to the library, go across the road to the museum, yeah. go down to the gallery in the Octagon, come to the Hocken and see a Garden of Earthly Delights. Now that is an amazing show to see. Yes. We've been, we've had so many groups come through and you just kind of go through this portal because the doors are blacked out so you don't know what's in there. How many did you have last weekend? It must oh, have like been two hundred. Cray, cray. Yeah, we opened to open on Sunday wow. for the Queen's birthday university celebrations. We had a lot of people through. Yeah, you would have. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, and, and also um, get your zine on. Get your zine on at Laurel. Yeah, that's right. That was the Radio One ninety one FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.